are back. Power completely went out in our entire building here. Went totally out. Uh, turned our computers off. Turned cameras off. All the lights are off. And now we are back. Hopefully back. So anyway, we'll just continue on, guys, right where we were. All right. So going on, I don't know exactly where I ended, but um, we're talking about the shootings. Obviously, the post Jacob Blake shootings because of the rioting in Kenosha. So you got Kyle Rittenhouse shot two people already at this point. Now, the third person that he shot in the arm and reports say nearly blew his arm clean off was a guy, a guy by the name of Gage Grosskreutz. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name. Think about growing up with that name. Grosskreutz. He is connected to the far left group People's Revolution Movement. It is being reported that Grosskreutz may be a felon, and if so, he was illegally carrying a gun. Put that picture back up. There he was. And that's also how he approached he, he approached somebody with an AR-15 with what looks like a 9mm and got shot in the arm when you approach. Now, that's the thing. This stuff is for real. Bullets are for real. They really are. And that's people don't get it. You just come running after somebody who's laying on the ground that just got, he didn't get, he, he was getting a t- physically attacked. And then you come running at him with a firearm and you get shot. And who are these? I mean, Gage, let me go over the names again. We've got Anthony Huber, white male, Joseph Rosenbaum, white male, Gage uh, Grosskrantz, white male. What on earth are they even doing there? What are, what exactly is their motives? Why are they there for black lives matter? Explain that to me. And why are they there armed? Why are they, I mean, what, why are they there participating in any level of vandalism and looting? Why explain to me that explain to me how this is about social justice, uh, LeBron James, explain to me how this is about social justice because it's not, it's as simple as that. It's not. It's about people trying to come up with some sort of convoluted meaning in their life or blaming all of their lack of accomplishing anything on some sort of wrongful ideal deals of how our society works. Who knows? All right. But here's some post rioting footage footage. Now remember, this is not downtown Brooklyn. This is Kenosha, Wisconsin. I mean, I'd heard of Kenosha before. The only reason why I'd ever heard of Kenosha was from Home Alone 1 with the John Candy uh, character saying he's from the Kenosha Kickers. I guess I'm hearing word that we've got Facebook isn't working. YouTube is and Periscope is. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So we're not even on YouTube. Any hope that we can get it up or no? We're trying to get Facebook back up, so... Do what you can. I was going to say like and share, but I don't even, I guess, share it on YouTube, share it on Periscope the best that you can. All right. So we got post rioting footage and this is what Kenosha looked like after people go out and protest the shooting of Jacob Blake. Play the videos for me. We're trying to play. We're a little bare bones right now trying to get things rolling. We're scrambling. So all right, here we go. There's Kenosha. Look at that place. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hotbed of crime. Alright, play the next one of the store. This was this is the furniture store. Imagine coming home, I mean coming back to work the next day, or you're the owner of that business. Imagine if that was you. Now you bring it back to me. You know, one of the best speeches, I hate that a lot of people aren't able to see this right now because it's really I mean it's really un- unbelievable. This is one of the best speeches that I've ever heard. And this was Abby Johnson at the RNC. It's just an unbelievably just awesome, awesome speech. And she lays out the barbarism of Planned Parenthood. She was somebody who was recruited into Planned Parenthood as, I believe, a college student or a postgraduate of college just right after graduating. She was recruited into Planned Parenthood, kind of rose up the ranks. And she gives a riveting speech about about Planned Parenthood, about what it's like to be on the inside of Planned Parenthood. And it is absolute stuff I've never heard before. And it's absolutely stunning. Play the video for me. 
My name is Abby Johnson, and I spent eight years working for Planned Parenthood, but today I am a pro-life activist. When I was in college, Planned Parenthood approached me at a volunteer fair. They talked about helping women in crisis and their commitment to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. I was convinced to volunteer and later offered a full-time job as a medical assistant before my promotion to director of the clinic. I truly believed I was helping women, but things drastically changed in 2009. In April, I was awarded Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award and invited to their annual gala where they present the Margaret Sanger Award, named for their founder. And Margaret Sanger was a racist who believed in eugenics. Her goal when founding Planned Parenthood was to eradicate the minority population. Today, almost 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion facilities are strategically located in minority neighborhoods. And every year, Planned Parenthood celebrates its racist roots by presenting the Margaret Sanger Award. Later in August, my supervisor assigned me a new quota to meet, an abortion quota. I was expected to sell double the abortions performed the previous year. When I pushed back, underscoring Planned Parenthood's public-facing goal of decreasing abortions, I was reprimanded and told, abortion is how we make our money. But the tipping point came a month later when a physician asked me to assist with an ultrasound guided abortion. Nothing prepared me for what I saw on the screen. An unborn baby fighting back, desperate to move away from the suction. And I'll never forget what the doctor said next. Beam me up, Scotty. The last thing I saw was a spine twirling around in the mother's womb before succumbing to the force of the suction. On October 6th, I left back to me. Let's go over a few things with that. And we're going to go back to her in just a minute. First of all, Planned Parenthood to this day gives the Margaret Sanger Award. I don't know if it's to this day because that was 2009, but that wasn't very long ago. So I'm assuming it's to this day. Margaret Sanger was a eugenist who wanted to eliminate the entire black population via abortion. That's who Planned Parenthood, that's, plan, that's what always gets me about Democrats. And especially people that call themselves Christians that are Democrats. This is what you affiliate. To. How do you think that's going to sit with Yahweh on Judgment Day? Just, just, a, just a question for you. Because he says in, Je- in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Right? So how do you Christian Democrat, how exactly are you going to comport your beliefs with the Bible? And what are you going to say on judgment day? Explain that to me. Explain it to me that how you as Democrats are so compassionate and care so much about people. When you have a live human being in the womb, fighting for its life, trying to move out of the way of the suction, and you won't even call that person a person. Explain that to me. Explain it to me. Now, everybody out there, listen, we lost our, our feed and everything else. Like and share. Let's try to get our audience back up. I have no idea who's watching. I don't know what's going on. But like and share, like and share, like and share. I really want everybody to see the next portion of this video from Abby Johnson. And another thing that she said, remember Planned Parenthood gets your tax dollars. Now, t- President Trump, stud that he is, took away $600 million of their funding. Yeah. That's what you should do. But they still get taxpayer dollars. And the Democrats are always trying to send them taxpayer dollars. And their whole thing is uh, supposedly that abortion is just one of the services that they perform. They don't do hardly anything else, by the way. Hardly anything that they do. They refer it out. They don't perform breast scans. They say they do, but they don't. When they're practically pressed and put under oath, they admit it because they don't want to go to prison. Just like they had to admit under oath, they denied it for years, but finally admitted under oath that they sell baby parts. Fact. Go ahead, look it up for yourself. You don't believe me. Go ahead, little Democrats that call yourself Christians. Look it up for yourself. See what you actually support. See what God will hold you accountable to. That this is what you vote for. 
And by the way, the, the women's rights people out there, women this, women that, black rights, whatever rights, Hispanic rights, whatever, just know that half the babies that are killed are women. They're killing little women in there, right? They're killing black people in there. That's why you are, listen, you can call me whatever you want. I want all the black people to live. Do the Democrats? Nah. Nah. Number one cause of death in the black community, shock of all shocks, is not white police officers. No. It's abortion. And then the next after that, the number one threat to a black male is homicide. Facts. Sorry. You're like, well, if I believe those things, I can't be a Democrat anymore. Correct. Stop being a Democrat. They're a bunch of lying scoundrels anyway. All they want is socialism. All they want is power for themselves and to separate you from them. And you be the very much the lower class. They'll be the upper class with no middle class. But as she said right there, they have a quota system. You got to sell twice as many abortions this year as the year before. These are people. These are human beings. You ever seen a picture of the new ultrasound pictures of people in the womb? These are living human beings. These are real live people that are dead. One to two million per year in the United States alone. 42 million worldwide. And you want to talk about coronavirus? Coronavirus? Don't worry, we'll get into some of that later. All right, here's the second part of this video, which is stronger than the first part. Play it for me people who consider themselves pro-life abortion is abstract they can't even conceive of the barbarity they don't know about the products of conception room and abortion clinics where infant corpses are pieced back together to ensure nothing remains in the mother's wombs or that we joked and called it the pieces of children room you see for me abortion is real I know what it sounds like. I, I know what abortion smells like. Did you know abortion even had a smell? I've been the perpetrator to these babies, to these women. And I now support President Trump because he has done more for the unborn than any other president. During his first month in office, he banned federal funds for global health groups that promote abortion. That same year, he overturned an Obama-Biden rule that allowed government subsidy of abortion. He appointed a record number of pro-life judges, including two Supreme Court justices. And importantly, he announced a new rule protecting the rights of healthcare workers objecting to abortion, many of whom I work with every day. Life is a core tenant of who we are as Americans. And this election is a choice between two radical anti-life activists and the most pro-life president we have ever had. All right, back That's to me. Some- so let's go over that. I want to say something. First of all, I love what you said. You're clear. It's a very clear choice. I don't give a crap what you say. Well, the Republicans are for the rich and the Democrats are for the poor, which is all crap. Listen, life is life and it's more important. Murder is more important than taxation. Murder is more important than economics. Murder is more important than almost any other, not almost any, really any other political ideal that you could possibly bring up. Republicans are anti-murder. Democrats are pro-murder. Fact. I love how she framed it. The most pro-life president in our history is Donald Trump. He's better than Reagan. Sorry, better than Reagan, better than any Bush that ever existed, better than Romney, better than McCain, better than any of them. I know they weren't all presidents. There are people running for president. Better. Well, of course, better than the demons that were in office, Obama, Clinton, Carter, and those demons that were in. But he is. She said the, the, the choice is clear. The most pro-life president in our history or two pro-death activists, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. They have, they'll butcher as many babies as they possibly can. Abortion became way more liberalized under Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama in his home state of Illinois voted for babies once they're born. If they were born, they survived their abortion. Barack Hussein Obama voted for, advocated as a state senator 
for that baby to be put on a slab and left to starve to death. That's Barack, Mr. Compassion, Hussein Obama. I have somebody I know on Facebook. That's Barack Obama is their, what do you call it? Their profile pick. And they allege Christian values. Really? I'll see how that lines up with Jesus on Judgment Day. We'll see how that lines up for you, pal. We'll see. Murderer. You're supporting murder. That's what it, do you think God sees it any other way? You really think God sees it any other way? And let me ask you this too. For some, there's a couple different groups out there. One of them's called the Lincoln Project, which Dan Bongino renamed the Lenin Project, which is correct. Lincoln Project is a bunch of idiot, turncoat, moronic Republicans that are not publicly saying that they're voting for Joe Biden, along with John Kasich, Christy Todd Whitman, Carly Fiorina, the rest of those turncoat, freaking moronic idiots. That's what they are. Absolutely. What, what happened exactly, John Kasich? What happened? Mitt Romney? I, I thought you were pro-life. I thought you were pro small government and now you're voting for Joe Biden. Really? See how that lines up on judgment day. Mittens Romney. You claim to be such a virtuous person. See how that lines up for you. Mittens. The Lincoln project and several other groups calling themselves Republicans for Biden. Yeah. We'll see how that goes for you. What happened to your, what, do you have any principles at all? Or did you get your, did you, you get your little feelers hurt by, by president Trump? He hurts your feelings. So now you're going to vote for somebody else, somebody else. You're going to vote for Joe Biden, a notorious and Kamala Harris, notorious law. The people just support lawlessness in the streets. That's you as a Republican. I thought you were a law and order person. John Kasich, Christy Todd Whitman, Carly Fiorina, Mitt Romney. I thought you were law and order people. Joe Biden hasn't said squat about Antifa, hasn't said squat about looting, hasn't said squat about rioting, hasn't said squat about the murders in the streets, hasn't put out a plan to do anything. Only Trump, he's the only one offering these idiotic governors and these idiotic mayors federal assistance in controlling their streets while Joe Biden sits at home in his basement doing who knows what, hoping for some stray victim to walk in so he can sniff her hair. I hope today will be my day. You know, somebody wanders down into my basement and I can shove my nose in her head. That's what Joe Biden's thinking all day long. But where was is, is this speech by Abby Johnson? Where were any of those speeches for Bush, Bush 41 at the RNC? How about Bush 43? That's three, that's three RNCs. Where was there ever a speech like that? Where was there ever a speech like that if you, that you've ever heard before? Trump did it. Listen, I don't agree with everything. Mainly, my, my only problem with Trump has been the debt in his response to Corona. I've loved everything else he's doing, and I'm voting for him. Absolutely, without hesitation. But where was a speech like that for Bush 41? Where was, where was that speech for Bush 43? For McCain's DNC? For Romney's DNC? They're too cowardly to do it. They're a bunch of cowards. They won't stand up just like all the churches that closed for coronavirus because the pastors were afraid to offend the reasonable people in their church and didn't stand in the word of God. Instead, you should have looked at those reasonable people in your congregation. The ones you were saying, we need to listen to the experts. We need to be community partners and good neighbors. You should have looked at You should have looked at the people who said, well, I believe the Bible, but I also believe in being reasonable. And God gave us a brain. Pastors, you should have looked at those people and said, you know what? We're staying open. Whatever we bind is bound. Whatever we loose is loosed. We're standing on the word of God. Matthew 16, 19. That's what you should have done. And that's the same cowardice that the RNC has had until Trump came around. Trump put Abby Johnson up to the podium and let her say what needs to be said. And that is that the Democratic Party is the author of the biggest genocide, the biggest Holocaust that is, listen, the Holocaust of abortion dwarfs everything else, dwarfs it to up to 2 million babies a year in the United States. And people are talking about 170,000 fake Corona deaths. You can take that number down. You can cut that number bare minimum in half. I'll get over that and I'll get on that in a minute. So where were these speeches in, in past RNCs? The candidates were too cowardly to do it. They would never do it. ACLJ, 
That's the American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Sekulow's outfit. Awesome. Attorney for the president. Listen to this. No abundant abortion funding in UN coronavirus aid. No abortion, since I butchered that. No abortion funding in UN coronavirus aid. First it was House Speaker Pelosi. Now the UN is weaponizing the coronavirus crisis to fund the abortion agenda. Right now, vital coronavirus aid funding needed to address an international pandemic-related food shortage. It's not the pandemic causing it. It's the boy, it's the lockdowns that are causing 10,000 kids a month right now to die. Do you know that? Are you aware of that? Super soccer mom quarantiner. You aware of that? That you, when you bought in and you locked down and you quarantine and you said, it's a great idea to close businesses that you're killing people. You aware of that? I will do anything to save a life. No, you won't. You don't give a crap about anybody but yourself. I'm a mask wearer because I'm trying to save lives. No, you wear a mask because somehow it gives you false virtue and meaning and a cause in your life. That's all that it's doing. I was just recently at a gas station and I'm standing some 40 feet away from a woman pumping gas with her mask on and I barely can contain myself rolling my eyes at her. I'm like, what what exactly are you afraid of? Outside in the middle of Tennessee mountains, alone, 40 feet from the nearest human being with your goofy, stupid, expensive mask over your face. What are you preventing exactly? Name it, please. 10,000 kids a month are dying because of food shortages worldwide because of the lockdown. Let's add up the numbers when it's all said and done. And let's see what killed more people. The lockdowns. The response to the coronavirus or the coronavirus virus itself. And if you bought in, you're part responsible for it. You shouldn't. Mainly, I'm talking to the church. You should have stood up and you should have said no. And you should have kept your businesses open. And you should have kept your church doors open. Instead, you capitulated and people are dying. There's people that depend on capitalism to feed them. And we've shut it down while all these virtue signaling, allegedly compassionate demon rats like Andrew Cuomo walk around espousing their virtue. It's garbage. Right now, vital coronavirus aid funding needed to address an international pandemic related food shortage is being held by the UN, held up by the United Nations. Those arbiters of compassion commission and extreme pro-abortion member states because they are demanding abortion funding in the package. So they're trying to ram in abortion funding for coronavirus in the midst of coronavirus relief. So they have a bill for coronavirus and you don't get that bill unless you pay for abortions too. Nancy Pelosi did, did or slash tried the same thing. They're using children's lives as collateral, letting them starve to death if the plan doesn't include funds to kill unborn babies so they get the double whammy. Listen, liberals, Democrats, and socialists, they hate human life. These people are, they get to kill babies with their funding and they get to kill babies while they withhold funding. Boy, it's a double whammy for these demons. They're using children's lives as collateral, letting them starve to death if the plan doesn't include funds to kill unborn babies. This is literally worshiping at the altar of abortion. It's truly demonic. ACLJ writes, we didn't let Pelosi, the Pelosi-led House of Representatives, slip abortion funding into its coronavirus funding bills, and we won't let the UN fund abortions either. We're talking about millions of dollars in UN funding, which U.S. taxpayers contribute to for abortion under the guise of addressing coronavirus. All right, on to coronavirus itself. Now you're being told, right? 180,000 people have died of corona. And here's the saddest part of it. Sean Hannity ticks me off. I used to listen to Hannity every day. Seriously, every day. And he espouses, he called it the greatest pandemic in 100 years. Bold-faced freaking lie is what that is. Absolute lie. It is not the truth. That is somebody. It's amazing to me how Sean Hannity can choose to be so galactically ill-informed, uninformed, and ignorant. It really is. 
It's absolutely not true. If you believe right now, if you believe there's 180,000 death, deaths caused by coronavirus, you are ill-informed, uninformed, and purposely, willfully ignorant. You're not paying any attention. It's not 180,000 people died of coronavirus. It's 180,000 people that have died either with or supposedly or presumptively with Corona. There's a very big difference. I want you to understand this. Think about it this way. 2017, approximately 45 million Americans had the flu. That doesn't mean they tested for it. They say like 7 million Americans have had Corona. Way more have had Corona than 7 million. That's 7 million who have tested for it. Most people are never tested. No matter how many, they're doing 500,000 to 900,000 tests a day in the United States. That still doesn't cover anybody. That's a, I mean, that's such a small percentage. That's the size of the county that I live in. That's all that that is. So they're not hardly testing anybody. So they don't really know. Remember, Corona is such a deadly virus. You have to be tested to even know whether you have it or not. And most people who are tested find out they have the antibodies, never knew they had it. That's 60 to 70% of people. 70, 60 to 70% of those tested. So think about it. If, if 45 million people had the flu, in 2017, that's not tested for it. That's what they presume they have somewhere between six and 20% of the population gets the flu every year. And they went and they, and they, and they did the, the stat sheets and they did the reporting the same way that they did the coronavirus, that they're doing the coronavirus where somebody dies in a car crash and they pull their blood and it shows that they have the flu and they put that down as a flu death. How many flu deaths would there have been? There's 80,000 flu deaths in the United States alone in 2017. If they calculated the numbers the same way that they calculate the COVID numbers, what would it be? Because that wouldn't just be, those are people who died of the flu, not with the flu, of, exclusively of the flu. These are people who are dying with the coronavirus, not of the coronavirus. Some did. But it's extraordinarily rare. What they're doing now is somebody dies in the, the cases I've documented, shootings, lightning strikes, car crashes, motorcycle crashes, heart attacks, strokes, unknown causes, kidney disease, whatever. They draw their blood and they find out, oh, they had corona in their blood. Put that down as a COVID death. You don't believe that this is true? Play the videos for me. Of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, Technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. All right, back to me real quick. So there you go. Now, who is that? That's Dr. Aziki, the current director of the Illinois Department of Public Health. That's how they tabulate their deaths. That's how the CDC is tabulating their deaths. That's how you get to 180,000. Did you hear what she said? If they were in hospice and had two weeks to live, and they, or they died, or they died um, of some other clear cause that had nothing to do with COVID, if they tested positive for COVID, it's put down as a COVID death. She even used the words of and with. She said if they die of corona, and then she said, Really what that means is they, they died with Corona. I can't put it in the exact words that she said, but right at the beginning, that's what she said. That's how they got to the 180. Think about if they did that for the flu every year or for pneumonia. Because you can do the same blood draw and you'll test positive for the flu or antibodies for the flu. And then you're put down as a Corona death. I mean, you're put down as a flu death. Think how many there'd be every year. Somewhere in the neighborhood of three th of 30 to 80,000 Americans, to even 90,000 Americans a year die of the flu. 30 to 90,000 die of the flu every year in the United States. Think about it. They tabulated those numbers the same way they tabulated corona, coronavirus. Where all they do is, you know what? 
Somebody died, got their head cut off in a motorcycle accident. Oh, they tested positive for Corona. According to the director of the Illinois Department of Public Health, the person who gets their head cut off in a motorcycle crash and tests positive for Corona gets put down as a coronavirus death. That's what's going on. It's the same analogy I gave you last week. If you've got a bus driver driving down the road with Bill in the back seat, the bus driver decides to kill himself, drive the bus into a concrete pylon, and he's dead, they put down the death as died of Bill. No, it's dying with Bill. Not dying of Bill. Bill was just on the bus. He died of the concrete pylon. Pylon. That's what killed him. Driving his bus into concrete. And there happened to be a passenger with him, i.e. Corona, named Bill. He died with Bill, not of Bill. That is what's going on. Listen, folks. Four-letter word. It is all all a hoax and people like Hannity and even the president espouse it. It's the greatest calamity. This is all these, these uncertain times. Well, you know what? Name who, you know, this died of Corona. And I know there's exceptions to this. Believe me, don't send me mess. I know. I really want you to think, I don't know anybody, not a soul. And I know more than the average person pastoring a church, been connected with the education system in the county I live in, been connected with the education system of the county that just south of where I live in, with the police departments, everything. I've been connected. I know a lot of people. I don't know anybody who has even had it. Is anybody ever going to wake up? I know I'm preaching to the choir. I don't even know how many people are even watching, but I'll just go ahead and get us all out of my system. It is all a four-letter word called hoax. Yes. People have died of Corona, but most of the deaths because there's political expediency involved. There's political benefit to unseat a duly elected president, which I hate to see conservative political commentators like Sean Hannity buy right into and espouse. Here's the thing. You don't want all an all male in election. Do you do you? Well, when you wear a mask, you're espousing the need for one. Duh. You don't want one. You're saying, you know, there's no need for it. We can safely vote, right? And then you don a mask or you talk like Hannity and you say, this is the greatest pandemic in a hundred years, which is a bold-faced freaking lie. If we did the numbers the same for the flu, the flu would be worse than coronavirus. Worse. But they don't. You don't get people, you don't put down a flu death as somebody dying with the flu. They only put down a flu death as somebody who died of the flu with and of huge words in this play the second video for me this is for dr zike uh, how many have died from covid19 that do not have any other underlying health condition so nationally uh the numbers are vanishingly small uh in in less than 10 percent i think i saw something like six percent and that might have been uh, global numbers. So uh, in, in the general statistics, uh, Illinois has been similar to what the, you know, aggregate larger numbers have. So I would say that it's going to be definitely under 10%, maybe even in the single digits. Thank you. All right, back to, did everybody, that's world shaking, world ending news. It's over. Did everybody hear what she just said? How many people have died exclusively of COVID-19? Now, I want you guys out there, hope you do this for me. Find out what 10% is of the, go to, go to uh, the CDC website, find out how many coronavirus deaths they're espousing and figure out what six to 10% of those are. It's simple. Okay. So did you hear what she said? How, the reporter asked her, I hope you heard it. How many people have died exclusively of COVID exclusively? Six to 10% of cases, folks, six to 10% of cases. So if you go by that, we're looking at 18,000 deaths from COVID. Whoops. That's the truth. That's the truth. One more time. That's the truth. So put down what we got 178,998 deaths. So if you go 10%, roughly 18,000, roughly 18,000. And she said it could be 6%. It could be 6%, 17.8,000. 
That sounds like what? Oh, that sounds like H1N1. Oh! But look at what has happened. Because they want to unseat the Democrats saw an opportunity and then all the church people and all the Republicans bought in. Bought in. Why? Why would you buy in? Well, people have died. People die all the time. The average age of death of coronavirus is 78. The average age of death in the United States is 78. And there's been no more deaths this year than last year total. 0.1 post-infection death rate. 99.9% survival rate. 60 to 70% of people who've had COVID never knew they had it. 99% of all COVID cases are mild. 1% are serious to critical. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Oh yeah, sounds just like the flu. So think about it. What she just said. And she said, Illinois follows right along with those lines. That is, again, what's her title? Director of the Illinois Department of Public Health. She's the director of the Illinois Department of Public Health. And she says that Illinois cases, 6 to 10%. Pritzer, the governor, the big bowling ball that spoke right before her, he said the churches aren't going to open until next year over this. And like, Tom, how could you be so mean? There's people have died. I know. I know someone's got to speak the truth. Someone's got to say what's true. It's bogus. Six to 10% of people died of Corona. So you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 17, 18, 19,000 total deaths of of people died of Corona, which adds up to the usual somewhere in the neighborhood of the flu stat flu, flu deaths per year range from like 12,000 to 80,000 right in that ballpark. Again, it's not even a bad flu season. But it's people dying with corona. If they did that with the flu, you would see an exponential increase in flus. You would, we'd have to shut everything down for the flu if it was tabulated the same way. And flu, if schools aren't open, and flu is 7 to 20 times more deadly to children than the coronavirus, and the schools are all closed. It's all a hoax, folks. Will you choose to wake up? Well, if I wake up, then that means I've wasted my life and I was wrong for quarantining and I was wrong for closing down my church. Listen, I'll give you an example, personal reflection. As I look at more and more into the George Floyd situation, I think some of the things I said were wrong. And when I find out for sure how this investigation pans out about George Floyd and the actual cause of death of George Floyd, I will publicly repent. If needed, I will publicly repent. But folks, the director of public health of Illinois said, Six to ten percent of the cases are deaths from. I don't even want to use the right wrong verbiage. That six to ten percent of what they are calling COVID deaths are actually of COVID, not with COVID. It's facts. Sorry, it destroys your meaning in life. Sorry if it destroys your cause. I know you you get a, there's people get lots of meaning out of going. At least my wife and I were driving home from Sarasota yesterday. Look down and there's two young women driving home with their take home food. Both of them wearing masks alone in a car with the windows up. Exactly what are you preventing? But it gives them meaning, gives them a cause, makes them feel like they're surviving. You know, a, a true pandemic, surviving the bubonic plague without actually having to do so. Dr. Rao stated that U.S. News and World World Report, North Carolina reporting error fuels 200,000 COVID testing overcount never ends. It never ends. One of these after another is always coming out happening all the time. All right, we're going longer because we got shut down for a little bit. So I'm behind schedule. Hope people are watching. Here we go. All right. The media is beyond narrative driven and we just have to call them what they are now they are the propaganda wing of the demon rat democratic party play the mad owl video for me we're just going to interject here just for a moment that was south dakota governor um christy Nome 
uh, who said a lot of things, but we have, as we've said over the course of this coverage, uh, we will interject when we feel like there's something that's important and deliberate and very wrong uh, that should be corrected just so that we feel responsible about they our do that for the Democratic Party? Case, uh, nah. uh, Governor Noam just said, from Seattle and Portland to Washington and New York, Democrat-run cities across this country are being overrun by violent mobs. Truth. The violence is rampant. There's looting, chaos, destruction, murder. People that can afford to flee have fled. Um, joining us for more on that and to essentially run a reality check on that assertion uh, is the mayor of the great city of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, <laughs> who's joining us on short notice. Um, we mayor had Durkin, nine square blocks for, for city taken over by force. For getting on the phone force. with us tonight to, to respond to this from Governor Nome. I just wanted to ask your impression of those remarks from her. So thank you for letting me respond. I will say one thing. She is very right about one thing, and that is our values are at stake, equality, freedom, and opportunity. And unfortunately, this president does not stand for any of those values. And her caricature of the great cities across America is not only wrong, it's purposefully wrong. I think she needs to get off Twitter and get off Fox News and come see our city. Seattle is a, uh, a it is a city that I raised my two uh, children in, and I would not have raised them anywhere else. Um, they're fine young men, as are their friends. We have. Now you bring it back to me. You can only listen down. to so much of this diatribe. So there you had Jenny Durkin, the mayor of Seattle. All right, and just remember, nine square blocks of her city were taken over by armed perpetrators, and two murders of black men occurred during the Chaz Chop takeover. And this is a woman espousing. That what Christy Nome said about American cities being under siege by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, she's espousing that that's incorrect. Her own city, blocks and blocks and blocks of her own city were taken over by armed perpetrators, armed anarchists. And she did nothing. When did she do something? When the protests arrived at her house. Remember, Gator gotta eat, Jenny. You yourself are an elitist you yourself are white you yourself are favored you you are privileged eventually they will run out of the rednecks they'll run out of the me's they'll come to you you're higher up the chain of victimhood. You, they will find you. And they did. And then lo and behold, the next day, Chaz Chop gets dismantled by the Seattle Police Department. What did she do before they came to her house? Absolutely freaking nothing. Nothing. People died. Multiple rapes. People's houses were taken over. Businesses were destroyed for life. She has since voted for defunding the police. Her police chief, who is a black female, resigned. And you have her brought on the chutzpah of these people. To bring on Jenny Durkin as an expert in how to run a city. To bring in Jenny Durkin to, to correct Christy Nome. Interesting. I mean, you, you have to admire. You have to admire their delusion. You really do. It's just like having Pocahontas speak at the DNC on the Tribal Relations Committee. I mean, you have to admire their delusion. You really do. But you have Jenny Durkin, who's, who called Chaz Chop Summer of Love. She voted for defunding the police. Her police chief resigned. Here's a video coming. This is while she's talking. This is going on in Seattle. Play the video for me. A group of people approach the East Precinct and then start a fire. Police say that group also attempted to use quick drying concrete to shut the precinct door in an attempt to lock officers inside before trying to set fire to the building. It was not successful, and today a man from Alaska was transferred into federal custody on an arson charge. You bring it back to me. So there you go. There's Jenny Durkin City. They go up to a police station try to seal all the officers inside and light it on fire. And then she says, Christy Nome is wrong. Really? She's wrong. Put the uh, Jim Jordan tweet up for me. Look at this. Uh, this sums it up perfectly. Why won't demon rats? I put demon rats in there myself. You're welcome. Denounce the violence in Kenosha, Portland, Kenosha run by Democrats, Portland run by Democrats, Seattle run by Democrats, Chicago, 
Minneapolis, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., all have been run for decades by Democrats, and they've all been set on fire. Multiple people have died, and yet here comes on Jenny Durkin from Seattle to say, and did you notice what they said on CNN? They're showing speeches until they deem there to be an untruth, and then they correct it. I wonder how many times they broke into Kamala or Biden. I wonder how many times they broke into any of their speeches. Put that, yeah, put that tweet up, Andy. No, look at this. While Black Lives Matter, now here we are in Portland, Oregon. Governor Kate Brown, another galactic moron. While Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioters have been destroying the Portland economy and causing public mayhem for three straight months. <laughs> and, and, and Christy, Christy Nome is wrong. Christy Nome is wrong. These places aren't on fire. They have right now, you can just leave it up while I'm talking. Right now, they have record departures from New York City. Record, record rentals available. If you want a cheap apartment, New York is the place for you. And causing public mayhem for, for three straight months, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler promoted a coronavirus relief fund exclusively for blacks. Portland Mayor promotes $62 million black-only fund amid race riots. Back to me. There's your Democratic Party. Oh, Teddy Wheeler from Portland. But no, Christy Nome is completely wrong, right, Jenny Durkin? Completely wrong. And talk about completely overt freaking racism. Listen, if it's for blacks only, it's racism. I don't care. Affirmative action is racism. Absolute racism. That is racism. That's what the when when you when you boil it all down, yeah, the demon rats will do it for you temporarily, but at their heart, they're all racist. Can I put up that last Jim Jordan tweet for me. It wasn't crime, it wasn't violence, it wasn't destruction of private businesses. It was the political focus groups that forced Democrats to even consider denouncing the mob. CNN hosts worried Dems will face electoral consequences. If they don't address blind spot on riding. So here's the video. Play that. Play the video for me so that'll explain it. There you go. Play that one for me. We'll take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? Can I bring it back to me. And they also. So there you go. It's just like Jim Jordan said. What about the people who are dead? What about the people whose businesses will never open again? I mean, you think about that furniture store where I showed you the picture with the video where it burned, burned to the ground in Kenosha. That'll never open again. Who knows if they had the right insurance for it? Who knows? What about all of that, Don Lemon? What about, all, what about that, Chris Cuomo? They don't care at all. What's happened is, is that Trump, by the way, it was a Zogby poll. So that's middle of the road, actually leaning left and Rasmussen have Donald Trump. Go ahead. Play the video while I'm talking. It's a good idea. There you go. There's Kenosha. What about this Don Lamont? Here's the problem. Donald Trump has world record approval numbers right now. He has the highest approval rating that he's ever had 52% right now. And that's not an RNC bump. The RNC isn't over yet. He got that two days ago. He has the highest approval numbers ever because Democrats only will let Democrats will let this happen. Flip over to the, the cars burning and anything else you can find too. But that, that's what the Democrats care about. All they care about, they don't care about the people. Listen, whether they're protesters or not, two protesters were killed. One shot in the head. I don't know where the other one was shot. They're dead. They're dead for forever. Another one had his arm blown almost off. Listen. I believe me, I actually care about those people. I wish that they weren't out there doing that. I wish they were smart enough not to charge somebody with an AR-15. I wish they were smart enough not to charge somebody with an AR-15 with a skateboard in your hand. I wish you were. I wish they weren't dead. The Democrats don't care. They don't care about human life. They're absolutely fine with black people being murdered in the womb. Understand that black activists and black quote unquote Christians that vote for Obama. They don't care about you. Never have. You're like, well, you're, you're a white Republican. You certainly don't care. I care about you living. I want you to live. Demon rats don't care. 
Never have, never will. Hey, do you do you have that, Aaron, that, that Margaret Sanger thing? Or did you get rid of it? That was brilliant. If you can put that up, it'd be great. Here's your Democratic Party. Now he's going to grab it for me. I want to show you this graphic when we have a chance because I was wondering how long or who were some of the recipients of the Margaret Sanger Award that's given by Planned Parenthood for butchering white unborn, black unborn, Hispanic unborn, male, female. Oh, there you go. Here's the P Planned Parenthood Margaret Sanger Award winners. We're like Seinfeld. They're all winners. Here they are. Look at it. Here we go. Willie Parker. Don't know who that is. Look who 2014 winner is. Oh, Nance Pelosi. Oh, Nance Pelosi. Margaret Sanger. Eugenist. Butcher of the unborn. Somebody who wanted to eliminate all, all black people. Look at there's Jane Fonda, 2003. Kathleen Turner. That's the actress. Oh, we got a reverend. Reverend Howard Moody. Oh, good job, Howard. Don't worry. God doesn't mind that you butcher the unborn. Margaret Sanger award winner. Margaret Sanger, noted racist, noted eugenist, wanted to kill all black people. And all the black people vote Democrat while they give a Margaret Sanger award. Woo! No wonder Donald Trump has a 36 to 38 uh, number approval from the black community right now. That's his approval ratings coming from the black community. 36 to 38% approve of Donald Trump right now. If he even gets half of that in the election, four-letter word again, over, over, landslide. It's coming anyway, by the way. So there you go, onward. All right, here, CNN strikes again. Remember, they're not the media. They're the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. Here we go again with the mostly peaceful protest rhetoric. Play the video for me. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours bottles in were Kenosha yeah. and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face <laughs> of law enforcement. It wasn't until night fell that things began right, to get a little back bit more There's the most peaceful, mostly peaceful protest as he sits in front of looks like hell burning in the background. Unbelievable. All right, the Democratic Party dream. This is, now listen, for those of you who are on the fence, haven't decided yet who to vote for or, or what side you're on. And by the way, what the word of God says in Matthew chapter five, verse 37 is let your yes be yes, you know, be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So she should be taking sides. It's a very easy decision. Who butchers the unborn and who doesn't? Very simple. The taxes, the, you know, the economics, the, you know, Anything else you want to name, even coronavirus response, pales in comparison to who wants to butcher the unborn. Pretty easy decision. The racial stuff, social injustice, whatever, police reform, all pales in comparison to who wants to butcher the unborn. But I put together some videos to show you what is the Democratic Party dream for America. Play the first one for me. Hey, pause it and bring it back to me just real quick. Now, how would you like to be going out to eat? Now, this is what happens in both videos, just to make sure everybody understands. As these people are going out to eat or maybe sit in the corner and have a cup of coffee, trying to enjoy your evening, and you get approached by... Hey, put up that frozen picture right there. That's okay. That's great. Now, I want you... Use your arrow, Aaron, and I want you to find a black person. Uh... Maybe. Okay. This is black lives matter. And you've got people now notice what they're all wearing. For those of you that are virtue signaling, do gooder mask wearers that don't want to be discourteous to people. They all have their mask on, but the girl closest to the woman's face, of course, pulls down her mask. So she can sputate all over the person she's screaming at. All right. So you're out trying to enjoy your evening. And this is what the democratic party has not even addressed at all. At all. This is their, you know why they haven't addressed it? Because they're fine with it. Play it for me. 
Raise your, you will raise your fist. Look at the, freeze it again for me. See your friend capitulate, run right back to, right there. Yep, put your arrow on her again, Aaron. Right there. Now her friend gave in. They're telling that you will raise your hand. You know, the, the Black Lives Matter, which by the way, is the same as the communist symbol. The, the, the clenched fist up in the air is the same as the communist symbol. Lo and behold, because Black Lives Matter is a Marxist pro-gay organization. That's what they are. Admittedly so by Patrice Cullors. But anyway, so her friend gives in, but the girl in the pink is saying, I will not raise my hand. I will not capitulate. Good for her. Play the video again. But this is the Democratic Party dream. They don't say a word about it. They don't care this is happening to you in America. Republicans will put a stop to it. Donald Trump will put a stop to it. A decent mayor would never allow this to happen. Look at all the people around. This is not a disorderly assembly. This is not an unlawful assembly. There's nothing unlawful about that. Walking up to a citizen, put, getting in her face and demanding that she does this and she refuses to do it and she's got people in her face. Here's another one. Same thing. Yeah, she's just trying to sit there with your wife or girlfriend and have a meal. And here they come. Look at middle finger flipping you the bird. Somebody in your face. Now look, pause it there. Look at the guy. Pause it. Try to go back to that guy if you can. The capitulator. In the red shirt. Right there. Look at him. What a coward. You freaking worthless, stupid coward. So this this girl is going up there. First of all, you know what? It's a girl, dude. No, you look her in the eye and go, you know what? I'm not wearing your stupid mask and I'm not putting on your, put raising my hand in the air to salute your Marxist gay rights organization, BLM. No. Well, Tom, that could have consequences. Don't care. You don't weigh out right or wrong via consequences. You do what's right. Should you close your doors, lock down your church? No. Well, that'll offend the reasonable people in your church. Doesn't matter. No, thank you. Don't care. Play the rest of the video for me. A couple seconds left. Look at this. And again, I see, I see maybe one or two black people in the BLM movement. There you go. Has Joe Biden spoken out against this? No. How about Nancy Pelosi? How about Kamala Harris? How about Chucky e. Schumer? Do they say anything about this? Do they care? No, but they'll make sure the police protect them though. Don't they? Don't they? Here's Black Lives Matter in a neighborhood harassing somebody they don't like. Play that one for me. How would you like this on a Sunday morning? Look at the kids in the driveway. Look at the little kids. Aaron, get your arrow out and point it out to point these things out. You don't have to freeze it. Just point it out for me so people don't miss it. There you go. Look at the little kids. Democrats don't say a word. How would you like that? You bring it back to me. Where's the Democrats? Joe Biden said anything about it? Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi? They say anything about any of this. If you vote Democrat, that's what you get. And that's a fact. Absolute fact. I, I've told you this before. I've told you this for weeks. I am seeing things that I have never seen before. Do you know that the, the postmaster general has had people at his house for weeks? protesting blowing bullhorns and making all sort banging on drums outside his house for weeks all because of nancy pelosi's dreamed up moving of post box mailboxes and locking up post boxes and moving counting machines hoax that she's made up do you know how many mailboxes were moved were during the barack obama in 2012 by barack obama and locked down by Barack Obama's postmaster general. It was, I like, I'll blame as much on Obama as I can because he's the worst president in history, but he had nothing to do with it. The postmaster general in 2012, which was an election year, shut down 16,000. 16,000 of your public mailboxes. 16,000. They do it all the time. But this is the utopia. This is the socialist utopia where you get up on a Saturday morning and you go out there and you got 80, 90, 100, 200 people 
with a man on a megaphone screaming obscenities and calling you the Ku Klux Klan. That is the Democratic Party vision for America. Here's Bill de Blasio's vision for New Yorkers. Play that video for me. Here's New York. No consequence for crime. Guns out. And now robbery. Guns out. Now, I believe we have black on black crime here, don't we, folks? Where's the protest? You can bring it back to me. There's Bill de Blasio's dream of New York. Hey, don't worry. Murder is just up 25%. Everybody, listen, Rachel Maddow and Jenny Durkin can believe whatever they want. People are leaving New York in freaking droves. And again, let me reiterate this as a public service message to all. If you move to Florida as a New Yorker and you vote Democrat and you're planning on voting Democrat, turn around, turn around and move to Alaska. Got it? Don't come here voting Democrat. Don't come here and vote for the things that you're now fleeing. Don't do it. Get the heck out of here. If you're going to move here, vote red. Got it? We don't want that going on in our elevators here. No, thank you. That's going on every day in New York. That's why they're all leaving. Cuomo can offer as many meals as he want, wants to rich millionaires out, out in the Hamptons to come back and those in Connecticut to come back. They ain't coming back. Who would come back and you're trying to go up your elevator and get that have that happen to you? No, thank you. Now, here's a very, here, the, the hypocrisy never ends. Here's Hillary Clinton espousing that Joe Biden should not concede the election under any circumstances. Play the video for me. About what they're going to do. And, you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. And if we are as focused and relentless as the other side is. Now you bring it back to me. Now let's 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 uh, compare that to 2016 in a debate with Trump. Play that for me. Your running mate, Governor Pence, played that volume on up. Sunday yeah. that he and you, his words, will absolutely accept the result of this election today. Your daughter Ivanka said the same thing. I want to ask you here on the stage tonight: Do you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir? that you will absolutely accept the result of this election. I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. What I've seen, look at her what I've seen is so bad. First of all, the media is so dishonest and so corrupt, and the pile-on is so amazing. The New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so dishonest, and they've poisoned the minds of the voters. But unfortunately for them, I think the voters are seeing through it. There is a tradition in this country, in fact, one of the prides of this country, is the peaceful transition of power and that no matter how hard fought a campaign is, that at the end of the campaign, that the loser concedes to the winner. Not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris, let me respond to that because that's horrifying. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his now direction. Now you bring it back to me. So she says that it's horrifying to not concede and now is saying never concede. See, this is the Democrats. They are principleless. What does principled mean? It means you have a set of values that no matter what happens, you stick with them. No matter what happens, listen, I will always be pro-life. Always. If it benefits me to be pro-life, I'll be pro-life. If it doesn't benefit me to be pro-life, I'll still be pro-life. I am pro-Second Amendment. If it benefits me to be pro-Second Amendment, I'll be pro-Second Amendment. If it doesn't benefit me to be pro-Second Amendment, I will still be pro-Second Amendment. I will be a Christian whether it benefits me or not. I will preach the Bible whether it benefits me or not. That's called being principled. Being an unprincipled charlatan horror show that Hillary Clinton is, is whatever's politically expedient. Whatever is benefiting me, that's my principle. Play the next video for me. 
practically nothing. One of you will not win this election. So my final question to you tonight, are you willing to accept the outcome as the will of the voters? Secretary Clinton? Well, I support our democracy. And uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, but I uh, certainly uh, will support the outcome of this election. Uh, and I know Donald's trying very hard to plant doubts about it, but I hope the people out there understand this election's really up to you. It's not about us so much as it is about you and your families and the kind of country and future blah, blah, you blah, want. Blah, blah, blah. So I sure hope you Go will get out babies. and vote as though your future depended on it, because I think it does. Mr. Trump, very quickly, the same question. Will you accept the outcome as the will of the voters? I want to make America great again. We are a nation that is seriously troubled. We're losing our jobs. People are pouring in to our country. The other day, we have. were deporting 800 people. And perhaps they passed the wrong button. They pressed the wrong button. Or perhaps, worse than that, it was corruption. But these people that we were going to deport, for good reason, ended up becoming citizens. Ended up becoming citizens. And it was 800, and now it turns out it might be 1,800, and they don't even know. Will you accept Look, the here's the, the story. I want to make America great again. I'm going to be able to do it. I don't believe Hillary will. The answer is, if she wins, I will absolutely support her. All, All right, right back well, to that me. Is good. There you go. Took a while to get there, but that was the president getting out his, his speech. Listen, I got one more thing to say tonight. Play the video for me. It truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. Pro-life, that's where I vote, period. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for tonight. I pray your blessings and your abundance on all those that hung with me tonight as the power went out. Pray your abundance on all of them, your victory, your winning every single time, your blessings upon them. I pray healing to the sick. I pray restoration to the broken. And Lord, I pray, 2 Corinthians, Lord, 517. Lord, I pray that all of us have been made new. And Lord, I pray that we would receive it walk in it because lord you paid the price for it lord we love you lord we praise you in jesus mighty name everybody said amen and amen i love you guys god bless you watch the president tonight he's either on at 10 or 10 30 i can't remember which but watch the president tonight i love you god bless you have a great thursday